A major hurricane is hitting Florida, and it's all Ron DeSantis' fault. Conservatism is taking over Europe, and the media is flipping out about it. And I guess we have to add another letter to the LGBTQ plus thing. The big question, are we going to have enough letters in the alphabet to keep up with all these identities these guys are making up? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay. We need to get into... Well, for first off, let me let me start with one thing. There was a... Um, what looks like it was a, a terrorist attack on the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines the other day. It's some very disturbing video where it's a... These are two natural gas pipelines that ship natural gas from Russia to Europe. And, appar- and they're all underwater. And apparently... Uh, they were they were attacked. This they were sabotaged. Now, who knows who did this? This that's the big thing. There's a lot of blame game going around right now. A lot of it. Some people are saying uh, Biden did it. That the Biden administration did it. The U.S. military did it to control uh, what gas Putin can send to Europe. Others say Putin did it, which it's their pipeline i don't know why they just don't turn it off um could have been there's i've heard echo terrorists we have no idea so i have i have actually i am following the story because it's making a huge mess but we really don't know what happened and that's why it would be i figured okay i'll just start the show with this because i have no idea what happened and nobody else seems to know what happened i mean you got folks in Europe that are pointing to the United States. You got the United States pointing to Russia. You got other European co- countries pointing to Russia. You got you've got some countries pointing to the Ukraine. We have no idea who actually did this. The Ukraine kind of makes most sense. They they would be the ones I would think would do it because that way they have to keep fighting the war and Russia will actually be economically hurt by this but who knows and i'm i'm gonna just wait on that one before we actually get into the story so hurricane ian is plowing into florida right now and this thing is gigantic it is it has basically taken the entire panhandle um the they say and i don't know if this is true that the uh, the last large hurricane that Florida had that hit shore, which was also category four, could fit in the eye of Ian. And you know something? The eye is really well developed. It's really distinct. It's it's absolutely incredible. It's incredible to watch this thing. So let's get uh, let's get uh, some news for you here. So right now it has crossed into Florida it's affecting everything from Naples on up to, uh, I guess it's Bardington. I'm actually watching. I'm watching on television to the west of the Panhandle, and it is affecting all the way to West Palm Beach and uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It, it's it, Jupiter. It's hitting everything. Orlando. It's hitting everything. Uh, winds at the moment. Were are about 110 to 120 miles an hour. 
They were at 155 miles an hour, missing Category 5 status by, get this, 2 miles per hour. So it's still a, a, a category, uh, it's still a category four. They are talking about a, stor- a storm surge, which has apparently already hit. Um, some, in some areas, the storm surge has raised to 12 feet. In certain sections of Florida, they're talking about it hitting 18 feet. So it is still going in. Again, it is moving very slowly. It is moving at about... Uh, five to nine miles an hour. So what it's basically doing is it is sitting over Florida and just dumping water on it. So a storm surge is when the storm, the winds of the storm actually push water from the ocean into uh, into the dry land. So they not only had, do they have to deal with that, it's also dumping just huge amounts of water. I think in, in an hour it dumped about 18 inches of water in certain parts of the, of the state. So it is a mess. Uh, One million people, like I said before, two million people were told to evacuate. Uh, A lot of people didn't pay attention because, you know, a mandatory evacuation is not really mandatory. One million people, it just came through on my phone. One million people are without power. There is nothing open. All emergency services are suspended. They need to wait until the... Uh, until the winds go down to about 45 miles an hour. Now, they are hoping that that happens within the next few hours. They are hoping. They they know that this thing is going to hit. But the only good news with a storm like that, sitting on top of land, is that it doesn't refuel itself. And looking at the, bar- the barometric pressure is going up right now. So that all that is really good. That is all really good. So it might be only a few hours before this thing is downgraded to a tropical storm. But then we're going to see all of the all of the issues that come about. The governor is concerned about the power, the roads, and the bridges. He already has teams throughout Florida waiting for this uh, this uh, hurricane to subside, so that they can immediately get out there and take care of the roads, the bridges, and because you're going to have to check the bridges with storm searches of that size. Uh, roads, the bridges, and start resetting the power. Now, this thing is being compared to the last large hurricane, uh, Hurricane Charlie, which hit Florida in 2004. That killed 10 people and caused over $16 billion in damage. Now, this is a little different of the storm. First off, it is far larger it is far slower. And most of the damage that came from Charlie, apparently, was because of the wind. It wasn't because of the rain. This one is going to have a complete opposite effect. It's going to be the rain. So we're going to have to, we're going to, have to take a look at this. I've been watching it all day, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, in Sanibel, I'm, I'm watching Fox News now. Sanibel, they say it looks like rivers. It, the, it is at about 10 feet. The storm surge actually came up to about 10 feet in Sanibel. So it is happening. Okay, so some politicians' responses to this have been absolutely horrible. And you knew this was going to happen. Everything's got to be made political. Mind you, the politicians here were not as bad as the media. We'll get to the media in a second. So Joe Biden has been a complete a-hole since the hurricane became an issue, which was last week. 
He has, but I will give him some credit. Governor DeSantis declared this an emergency on Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, one of the two, and Joe Biden immediately approved everything. So everything that, uh, FEMA is already working with DeSantis. Everything seems to be working pretty good. So I got to say to Biden, I got to give him credit where it's there. Okay, he did help. He did, didn't wait. He didn't do anything. But, um, so that's good. Um, but this is a storm. And here's the problem. It's going to be a disaster. No matter what anyone does. No matter what Biden does. No matter what DeSantis does. Remember that for a second, okay? I'd be shocked if there weren't billions of dollars of damage. People are going to be left homeless. Some people are going to die. It looks like that bad of a storm. So Joe Biden, when asked about this, he was asked about the hurricane yesterday. Joe Biden probably gave the most overtly political and stupid answer that he could possibly give. Listen. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. I mean, wow. Really? That's your message. The COVID vaccine can't, can't even stop COVID. How is it going to stop a hurricane? I'm also sure that the 12-foot storm surge, the winds at 155 miles an hour, the tornadoes, the, the rain, the sleet, and a couple of feet of uh, it, it is not going to be any more is not going to complicate it, be complicated any more than if someone actually didn't take their vaccine. But this is just Biden pissing on DeSantis for not forcing vaccine mandates and opening the economy before the federal government said, well, quote, allowed them to do so. It is, it, it's, it had the opposite effect. He looks like a cynical politician. People are making fun of him online for saying something like this. It also makes him look like he doesn't give a damn about the people of Florida. That he might actually hope they suffer because they didn't get their COVID shots. They should suffer for their sins. By the way, the number of people that got their COVID flu vaccines in Florida is the same as what they got in California. There's no difference. Florida and California, their percentage is the same of the vaccine. So it's all just a cynical, cynical ploy. Well, another problem that got Biden into some trouble uh, that also showed more disgust for DeSantis is Biden called uh, Democratic mayors to see how they were doing. He made three separate calls to Mayor Jane Castor of Tampa, who's a Democrat, Mayor Ken Welch of uh, St. Petersburg, who I'm not sure whether he's a Democrat. He's either a Democrat or Republican. Uh, the, he called two Democrats and two and one Republican. And he called Mayor Frank Hibbert of Clearwater. I would bet Clearwater, that's got to be uh, the Republican. But he didn't bother co calling DeSantis, the, the actual governor of state, the one that's actually trying to solve this problem. Now, that didn't take very long. This was reported. People were, were all ticked off. Uh, so this was, was being said. But 
Ron DeSantis was asked about this. And Ron DeSantis, I mean, my God, this guy sounds so presidential. And they really need, I, Trump needs to go away. Trump needs to, you know what Trump needs to do? He needs to hold one of his rallies, right? He needs to hold one of his rallies. And he needs to introduce Ron DeSantis as the 2024 presidential candidate. Because I really think that Ron DeSantis just knows how to answer the media. So here's Ron DeSantis being asked about, you know, why didn't Biden call him or something like that. Listen. Governor, how would you characterize your conversations with President Biden as he approaches? Uh, so I have not personally spoken with the president, but the FEMA has approved our pre-landfall request. Uh, we've had Gracia here uh, really from since the weekend. Uh, Gracia's been here. She's always around here. And so so we feel like we have a good relationship uh, with FEMA. Um, you know, I'm happy to, to, to brief the president if he's interested um, in hearing what we're doing in Florida. You know, my view on all this is like you, know, you got people's lives at stake. You got their property at stake. Um, and we don't have time for pettiness. We got to work together to make sure we're doing the best job for them. So so my, my phone my phone line is open and we're happy, but we are we do appreciate the quick approval of the pre-landfall declaration. That was a good response. He has better things to worry about than worry about some senile old man spewing gibberish when he calls him. Yeah, but that wasn't the worst part. Oh, oh by the way, yeah, he called. Uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, he decided to give a call. It was probably right before his bedtime. And he says, screw it, maybe I'll give him a call. Or maybe they heard Tucker Carlson and, and DeSantis and everybody else talking crap about how uh, uh, how these guys have decided just to ignore the people of Florida. My buddy, my money says it was probably that. So he did end up, he did end up calling him. Not a lot about the information. But that wasn't the only one. This was a stupid statement by Amy Klobuchar. This is the gal who likes to comb her hair with a fork because somebody forgot to get her a brush. She said that Democrats and money can prevent hurricanes, so it would be best if you voted for Democrats in November. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. What a cynical ploy. And it's so bloody obvious. I, hey, the hurricanes aren't going anywhere. I don't care how many Democrats you put in Congress or how much money they spend. Hurricanes are going to be there. They're going to be there 100 years from now. There's no question and there's no evidence that hurricanes have dissipated or increased or anything like that over the last, you know, 1,500 years. But the media, <laughs> just damn. I, good news. Every time they say something, they look stupid. And they did this week. Here's Joy Reid comparing people evacuating from southern Florida to escape a to escape a, tor uh, a hurricane with illegal aliens leaving their country to come to the United States. Listen, God, she's so effing stupid. Listen to this. When it's a and 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 be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. Um, so just 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 a thought. Uh, she is such a terrible, horrible, hateful, disgusting human being. I, I, every time she talks, it's nothing but 
bile and crap that comes out of her mouth. First off, the people in Florida live legally in Florida. She is conflating legal citizens running away from a hurricane with illegal aliens who are breaking our laws to come into this country. The Floridians who are evacuating are not migrating. They'll be going back to their homes after the storm is over in a couple of days. Will the illegal aliens do that? Or will they just stay in our country, take our resources, suck money from our country, and take our jobs? Not paying taxes, by the way. Not putting anything into it. Here's another reason. Here's another reason. There, You know, here's the thing. If you ever needed another reason not to send your kids to college, this is it. She's a Harvard graduate. Now, she could be a Harvard graduate. And maybe she's smart enough to realize how stupid she's saying, but she thinks we're stupid. And that we'll buy it because she is a Harvard graduate. She mentions it enough. Or maybe she's just stupid. She's not very bright. It doesn't matter what the piece of paper says. Okay, but speaking of dumb, here's Don Lemon showing why he got demoted to a morning uh, to a morning slot with two other people. He's talking to the NOAA director Jamie Rom. Uh, he's Rom is a meteorologist and I, I, I mean an actual scientist. He's on the show just to talk about the hurricane and some of the odd things he sees with the hurricane and his predictions on what's going to happen with the hurricane. Well, Rom decides, or Lemon decides, well, he just wants to talk about climate change. And this guy puts him in his place real quick. Listen. Can you tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall. And that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall. And that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change. But what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but um, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to in intensify. What a friggin' jackass. Rom never wanted to talk about climate change. It was Lemon that brought up climate change twice. He wanted to talk about the hurricane because he, he's a scientist and he sees some really bizarre things with the, hur current, with the hurricane. Rom is also import, uh, pointing out some important stuff. The double eye of the storm means the storm is going to weaken quickly. He's actually excited about that. Lemon ignores some actual really important news. And he goes right back to climate change. Who gives a damn about climate change? People could be dying. 
Rome brings up the, another important argument against climate change. One event does not prove or disprove climate change. Period. It doesn't. You could have, I mean, and by the way, Florida, according to records, had, has, has had a very light hurricane season for the last two years. Does that prove there's no climate change? This one hurricane, the first big one since about 2004 hitting Florida, this suddenly proves climate change, but what about the last, you know, 15 years? Well, we haven't had that this kind of heavy hurricane. Anyway, um, finally, his last statements, well, it seems to be getting heavier, and you base that on what? Exactly. Are you a meteorologist? Why don't you throw, why don't you throw some stats, some facts there? Okay, I'll throw a fact. You know how many Category 5 hurricanes have hit the uh, United States? Four. And you can't count Ian. It never reached count, uh, Category 5. 1935, 1969, 1992, and 2018. Do you see something there? Aren't they like all a good 30 years apart? 15 to 30 years apart? And by the way, the 1935 one, you got to remember, they didn't really keep track of this stuff until about 1901. And then it was very iffy. So you can't even say any of this stuff. My God. So the media, of course, they're going to, the big goal here is to blame DeSantis. Now, this is going to be a disaster. There's no question. People will probably die. There will be billions in damage. And they are, and the media is going to go out to blame DeSantis on this, even though DeSantis didn't wish the hurricane there. So that's not really even a thing. But that's their goal. And this is, in this press conference, that is exactly what the, uh, what the, um, what the media tried to do. Listen to this. And, and of course, DeSantis being our future president puts them completely down. FEMA Administrator Chris Wells said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa! Give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done see if one person dies if one piece of property gets damaged they are going to turn the conversation and they are going to blame desantis that is their goal desantis was completely prepared for this the hurricane was over puerto rico when he first did something when he declared emergency They've been, they've been working with FEMA since last week. As a matter of fact, do you know who says that? The FEMA director. So this guy said, well, the FEMA director says this. You know something? Let's listen to what the FEMA director actually has to say. Because she was asked a similar question. Listen. 
Can you describe just the, the level of communication with state officials and have there been any anything unusual or any challenges with that? How would you describe it? Yeah, I think the communication that we have had with the state officials has been excellent. My regional administrator out of Region 4, Gracia Check, she is in Florida. She got there yesterday. She has been embedded at the state AOC working with the state emergency management director one-on-one -on -one to make sure we're understanding what their needs are. Again, she's traveling with the governor um, to a few areas today to make sure we're understanding what those needs. We've had a long relationship with Florida. We've, our Region 4 has had a, a great partnership with all of the emergency management team there. They've done a lot of work with the different municipalities and the counties, and I think the relationship is very strong. Does that sound like the FEMA director is having problems with DeSantis? And, and notice the wording of the question. Any unusual or some challenges what do you mean by unusual the phone doesn't work I mean, what are you talking about this is going to be DeSantis is evil this is this is where this is all going okay they really need to focus on DeSantis and you know what they're they're really hoping for they're hoping DeSantis fails that's what they're hoping for very cynical very sad they hate us they don't care about us. They want us to die. They want us to get hurt as long as it meets their political agenda. Okay, well, I'm gonna have. To, I'm getting too close. I'm gonna have to skip uh, uh, Georgia Maloney's. You know, the new fascist of the world. She's not a fascist, or I spent. But I want to spend a little bit of time on it, and I'm getting to the end anyway. But I do have another story here, and I, I am going to bring this one up. So, like I said earlier, we're going to have to add another LGBTQRSTUVWX letter to, to, this, to this alphabet. God, it just never seems to end with these guys. Um, according to the Daily Wire, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, WPATH, recently published a new standards guidelines with controversial chapter that seeks to include eunuch as part of a gen as part of the gender umbrella. WPATH held a live stream session with two of the major contributors to the eunuch chapter at their annual conference on Tuesday. Now, mind you, the guys who put in this whole thing, they're not eunuchs. And listen to what this guy says about this. Because it just blows his entire theory out of the water. So let's listen to this. Thomas W. Johnson, a professor emeritus of anthropology at California State University, Chico, and a major, right there, you should, that should tell you something, Cal State Chico, yeah, he's, yeah, whatever, and a major contributor to the eunuch chapter, opened the session with the history lesson. Quote, eunuch is the oldest recognized gender outside the binary, end quote, said Johnson. During his, his <laughs> Jesus, during his, his, during the history lesson, this is where it gets good. Just, just hold on. Johnson said that enslaved people used to be castrated in a similar way to livestock. Quote, slaves were just another domestic animal, end quote, said Johnson. Quote, slaves were treated the same way as domesticated animals. You castrate the non-breeding populations, end quote. Johnson described eunuchs as an, quote, individual... Indivis invisible gender, end quote. He estimates there are eight to 10,000 self-identified voluntary eunuchs in North America today. Well, that sounds like it's probably more than that because once you, once you get your penis 
carved up into a vagina. Guess what? You're a eunuch. Quote, most present publicly, most present publicly as male. They're distinguishable from anyone else on the street, end quote, said Johnson. Quote, sometimes they try to appear androgynous, but there is no real way to demonstrate publicly that they are other than male, end quote. Okay, first off, eunuchs are not made that way by choice. If you've got people who are cutting their balls off by choice, they've got mental problems. They are forced, eunuchs in the old days were forced that way because they were slaves. It was one of the major sins of slavery. To put this as a gender identity is just flat out weird. I would also believe that men who have castr- who have been castrated by force probably still consider themselves men, just incomplete men. They don't didn't identify they don't identify they didn't identify as eunuchs as their sexual preference. They were forced. Does that count at all? The other thing I want to point out is that you notice and this is something that really gets me. Do you realize that the LGBTQ community only embraces sexual identities for the most part that will never have children. Gay men can't have children. Lesbian women can't have children. Asexuals can't have, intersex can't have children. Now eunuchs. This makes the normal nuclear family impossible. As a matter of fact, they make it very open to you. The normal nuclear family is racist, sexist, misogynist, patriarchal, blah, 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 blah. I, it, this is just an insane thing to me. Now, is bringing a eunuch into the LGBT community dangerous? If we add eunuchs under the LGBTQ whatever umbrella... Is there a slippery slope, or like I like to call it, to give a mouse a cookie moment? Yeah, there. I think there is. A little fine, a little. If you think about it, this is something that they're going to be pushing in the future, just like they're pushing pedophilia now. Just like they were pushing transgenderism. Just like they're cutting off the breasts off of girls. Who do you think they're going to target on? Oh, you're you're 14 years old and you feel really weird about your sexuality. You feel like you don't have sex. Because let's face it, if you're 14 years old, hell, if you're 25 years old, you're a little confused about your sexuality. Hey, maybe you just, you shouldn't have balls. Maybe that's the story. Do I think this could be pushed? Yes, I do. I think leftism wants to destroy the family. I think leftism hates kids. And this is a perfect way to get rid of kids. Make it that people can't have them. Now, and by the way, you can't sit there and say there's no there's no precedence to this. They're mutilating children. They're giving children uh, anti-puberty blockers and chemical castration drugs. You can't say that they're not doing this. Would it be a big deal if they just started cutting off boys' balls? This is Malthusian. This is trying to control the population. It's really, really, really disgusting. 
And I have become cynical that whenever someone makes an announcement like this, it isn't being done for a reason. That isn't, it isn't science-based. It isn't science-based. It's based on the ideology, which, by the way, for the left, transgenderism and the LGBTQ thing, it's become a religion. So, yes, I'm cynical. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, at least I'll have a story to start with. <coughs> a story to start with tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>